Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The 90s Week by Week. I'm your host, Brandon, coming at you from Grubby's Private Bar. I'll give you all the details on a week from the 1990s, and at the end I'll bring a guest on to get their unique experiences and memories. In this episode, we'll be covering January 14th through the 20th in the year 1990. And these were the top songs for each day. From January 14th to the 19th, the number one song was Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. Then on January 20th, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Michael Bolton took over the top spot. The top 10 for the week were Number 10, Love Song by Tesla Number 9, Two to Make It Right by Seduction Number 8, Free Fallen by Tom Petty Number 7, Just Between You and Me by Lou Graham Number 6, Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Number 5, Downtown Train by Rod Stewart. Number 4, Everything by Jody Watley. Number 3, Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. Number 2, Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic featuring Felly. And number 1, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Michael Bolton. Expression by Salt and Peppa was the top rap song this week, while Nobody's Home by Clint Black was the top country song for the week. Notable releases for this week in 1990 were On January the 15th, I Wish It Would Rain Down was released by Phil Collins On January 19th, Don't Wanna Fall in Love by Jane Child is released And on January 20th, All or Nothing by Millie Vanilli and Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane are both released The top movie for every day between January 14th and 19th was Born on the 4th of July The top five movies for the week of January 19th, 1990 were Number 5, Tremors. Number 4, Internal Affairs. Number 3, The War of the Roses. Number 2, Tango and Cash. And number 1, Born on the Fourth of July. In addition to being in the top 5, Tremors was released this week. The top 10 in television for this week were Number 10, Unsolved Mysteries. It was the 16th episode of the second season. Number 9 was The Wonder Years with the title Don't You Know Anything About Women? Number 8, was The Operation, a CBS Sunday movie that aired on January the 21st. Number seven was Murder, She Wrote, which was a rerun. Number six was A Different World. The title of the episode was The Power of the Pin. Number five was Grand. The title was A Tale of One City. It was the first episode of the first season, and it aired on January the 18th. Number four was 60 Minutes. There was a tie for second between Roseanne, which was a rerun, and The Cosby Show, which had the title Denise Kendall, Singles Counselor. And number one for this week was Cheers, with the title What is Cliff Clavin? Of note this week on TV, the 47th Golden Globe Awards aired. Some of the winners were Best Motion Picture for a Drama, Born on the Fourth of July, Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical, Driving Miss Daisy, Best Performance in a Motion Picture or Drama, Actor Tom Cruise, Born on the Fourth of July, Best Performance in a Motion Picture Drama, Actress Michelle Pfeiffer, The Fabulous Baker Boys. Best Performance in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical, Actor Morgan Freeman for Driving Miss Daisy. Best Performance in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical, Actress Jessica Tandy, Driving Miss Daisy. Best Director, Oliver Stone, Born on the Fourth of July. Best Music, Original Score, Alan Menken, The Little Mermaid. Best Series or Drama, China Beach. Best Series, Comedy or Musical, Murphy Brown. Best Performance in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical, Ted Danson for Cheers. Best Performance in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical, Jamie Lee Curtis, Anything But Love. 
The cover of TV Guide for January 13th through 19th had drawn caricatures of Roseanne and Coach on it and said in bold letters, in the battle for big ratings, can Roseanne lift Coach to victory? In smaller letters was, Craig T. Nelson is counting on Roseanne's strong lead and audience to boost his series to success on ABC. At the top were the words, Beauty and the Beast, Why the Fans Won't Let It Die. Saturday Night Live was hosted by Christopher Walken this week, and the musical guest was Bonnie Raitt. Among the notable skits were a commercial for Colon Blow and John Lovitz portraying Annoying Man on Dennis Miller. On January the 14th, The Simpsons began regular syndication. It was the second episode of the first season, and the title of the episode was Bart the Genius. Quantum Leap this week was titled All Americans, and on it, Sam leaps into the body of a high school quarterback that has to try and stop his friend from throwing the city championship game. On the Arsenio Hall show this week, on January the 15th, Quincy Jones, Dion, the Winans, and Amy Grant were all guests. On January 16th, Lisa Hartman and Isabella Hubert were on. On January 17th, Kevin Bacon and Dick Clark were both on with musical guest Peter Frampton. On January 18th, Cree Summer and Daniel Day-Lewis were joined by Joe Cocker. And on January 19th, Cheryl Ladd was on with Elton John. This week's Married with Children was titled, A Taxing Problem. Al hatches a plan to sell Peggy's hair after an IRS audit finds that they owe a large sum of money. On Days of Our Lives this week, Jack found a key in a vase that Jennifer accidentally broke and flies to Miami with Isabella. After making a wax impression of the key, he gives it to Patch to barter for Kayla with. In sports, on January the 14th, the AFC and NFC Championship games were played in the NFL. In the NFC Championship game, the 49ers beat the Rams 30-3. Joe Montana had 262 yards and two touchdowns, and Jerry Rice had 55 receiving yards for the 49ers. In the AFC Championship game, the Broncos beat the Browns 37-21. John Elway had 385 yards and three touchdowns for the Broncos. These games set the stage for a 49ers and Broncos Super Bowl. Also in sports this week, on January the 15th, the Detroit Tigers signed Cecil Fielder. The cover of the Sporting News said, Crunch time in the NFL, with the subtitle, The Pressure Heats Up in the Mad Race for the Super Bowl. To the right was a smaller picture of Barry Sanders with the words, Rookie of the Year, Barry Sanders of the Detroit Lions runs away with the honor, and a picture of Patrick Ewing with the words, Ewing comes of age. The top book for every day this week, from January 14th through the 20th, was Daddy by Danielle Steele. On January 17th, The Who, Simon and Garfunkel, the Four Seasons, The Four Tops, Hank Ballard, The Platters, and The Kinks are all inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. On January 18th, D.C. Mayor Marion Barry is arrested in a drug sting. On the cover of the January 15th issue of Time Magazine was a picture of a penguin with a large boat behind it and the words, Antarctica, is any place safe from mankind? At the top was a picture of Manuel Noriega with the words, Noriega, the chase ends. On the cover of People magazine for January 15th was Pat Sajak and his wife dressed in wedding garb with the headline, Exclusive, Pat Sajak's Wedding Album. TV's game and talk show host, 43, said, No way to a second marriage, but model Leslie Brown, 24, convinced him to give the nuptial Wheel of Fortune another spin on New Year's Eve. What does Vanna say? They'll live happily ever after. At the top were the subtitles, Unshaven, Unshackled, Donny Osmond, and Mark Spitz is back. The cover of Life magazine for the month of January 1990 said, The year 89 in pictures across the whole cover with various pictures surrounding it. 
The cover of National Geographic magazine featured a bird covered in oil and in big letters said, Alaska's Big Spill, Can the Wilderness Hill? Subtitles were, New Evidence, Perry Reached the Pole, Inside the Kremlin, Its Imperial Treasures, Nest Gatherings of Tiger Cave, and Dance of the Electronic Bee. Now that we've gone through some of the data and events of this week in January 1990, let's bring on our guest. My guest today is Tom Lathrop. Tom's a friend of mine. We've worked together. Thanks for coming by today, Tom. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to start off with the same question I ask everybody. What were you probably doing the third week of January 1990? Oh, man. <laughs> no clue what I was doing the third week of January of 1990. Where were you? I was probably, uh, probably uh, out, at, uh, out on our lake. We used to own a campground, so I was probably out there. Shoveling snow or something out there. How so. old were you? 25-ish. Were you going to school or had you already been in the Army? Uh, I had gotten out of the Army. So I went in the Army in 86, got out in 89. Okay, so you I were... out of the Army. You were fresh out of the Army mm-hmm. in 1990. Yep. Back home and doing what? When I first got home, I worked for a security company. So I was probably still doing that. Okay. In the early 90s. I actually went out to Wingate because the school had blown over in a tor- tornado or whatever it was, and I had to guard guard the uh, school and the b- bricks from older people because they wanted they wanted to get one of their bricks from, <laughs> from high school. <laughs> a memorabilia? So, yeah. So, a, a, a brick to put on their mail? Yeah, but I'd have to tell them, hey, you can't have one. They're going to make sure everyone gets one, and, and they would, you know, but they're going to sell them to us. You know. So that... That's what I did. I stood to, sat in a little trailer and, and watched to uh, make sure no one went up around the... Uh, School. So potentially in January 1990, that's what you were doing, like within that time frame right there? Yep. Awesome. Okay, so in my opinion, the episode of Cheers that ran this week was the greatest of all time. The one where Cliff Clavin ends up on Jeopardy. Do you remember that episode? I do. And, you know, the categories were like U.S. mail, beer, living with your mom. (laughs) Right. Things like that. So if you... We're a contestant on Cheers in 1990, or a contestant on Jeopardy in 1990. What are your dream categories? Oh, man. <laughs> I guess sports. Um, Any sport in particular? Uh, probably football or wrestling would be my two. Uh, you get to know the most about on Jeopardy? Probably. What else? Security uh, guard? <laughs> security guard, yeah. Um, those would probably be my two top categories, though. Um, maybe uh, Army, helicopter mechanic, something like that. Are you the norm of Grubby's private bar? <laughs> I am the norm. <laughs> I am the norm. Who is your favorite character on Cheers? Oh, man. I, I liked all of them. I, probably, I honestly probably yeah, Cliff Cleveland. I, I always liked watching him and, uh, uh, and the, the blunders that he got himself into there. So he made it. And then uh, Woody would probably be. Whose character was from Indiana, right? Uh-huh. And I, so. I want to say they even said Hanover on this show. Which in real life, Woody Harrelson went to Hanover College. Okay. Which is coincidental because I've been to Hanover College with you. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty positive he went to Hanover College. I read that. And I'm pretty sure that they said on the show he was from Hanover. Yeah, yeah that was a good character. And I think that's kind of the role that broke him, wasn't it? I think he I was so, yep. pretty much unknown before yeah. that. Did you watch much television in 1990 in that time frame? You were fresh back from the Army. Mostly just sports, but I watched a little bit of TV, yeah. There was a show that debuted this week called Grand that I have zero recollection of. Do you remember anything about a I show no called Grand? Grand? 
I don't know if it lasted much more than, a, than an episode or two. So, on A Different World this week, on the episode, Sinbad told Dwayne that someone as ugly as him should never look unhappy. Is that why you're always smiling? <laughs> I gotta do something, you know. I, I uh, give myself any chance I can possibly have. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel for Smile you. Smile or a bag over my head, one of the two. Well, I felt like when I watched that episode, I understood you a little better. <laughs> I thought it was just me, that you were happy to see me, but... SNL this week opened with Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson, which I thought really was an awesome representation of him. It was really good. On SNL, the, one, the skits I remember the most probably were like um, Church Lady. Yeah. Um, yep, that's which, one that sticks out the most in my mind. So. And that would have been that time frame for sure. Yeah. Dana Carvey was great, Yeah, I think. I, I don't think I appreciated him at the time and probably haven't since until I went back and watched, which I've said that, in the last episode, a lot of things I went back and watched that I couldn't stand in 1990, I'm really enjoying now. Yeah. And other things I still can't stand. But Dana Carvey, I really appreciate. Do you have any memory of the NFC Championship game that season? Or the AFC since they happened? Well, what I say? It was the Broncos was over the, the Broncos Browns. Are, it, it, and, yeah. the, and the 49ers over the Rams. Yeah. I just I, I, I remember watching the, the 49ers and the... Just that team. team in general, but a specific game I don't really remember. You know, I like Joe Montana. I remember watching him in the Cotton Bowl and making the uh, great comeback that he did. The games themselves, and like Jerry Rice and Stallworth and you know Clark, the catch against the Cowboys, those types of things. The Who's Simon and Garfunkel, the Four Seasons, the Four Tops, Hank Ballard, the Platters, and the Kinks. Which one of those was the most deserving of their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction? Probably the Who. Uh, like some uh, who? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Coach? I did watch Coach. Did you enjoy it? I did. Because I know you're into football. Uh-huh. So who's your favorite character on that? Um, uh, probably uh, uh, Luther. Is that that's, Jerry that's Van Dyke or Jerry Van Dyke? Okay. Yeah, I like his uh, his one-liners, dad jokes, if you will, on there. So of course. Actually, been watching that now. So. Have you? Yeah. So they've got it up on. Uh, One of the streaming services. Yeah, on Roku. I can watch just about every episode of anything that I mention on this show with what I have subscriptions to except the Cosby show. You have to buy that per episode. Did you ever watch Quantum Leap? I did. It was a good show. Yeah. I loved Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. The one this week had Sam leaping into a quarterback in the middle of a high school football game. I don't know if you remember that one. I kind of vaguely do, yes. His buddy was going to throw the game because he needed money for his mom to stay in their house. And some slime ball was going to kick him out. They were like in California or something. In 1990, if you could quantum leap into any athlete. (laughs) Um, Into any athlete. I I would say probably like... uh, In 1990. I would say like Joe Montana. I'd like to jump into his shoes and, and... Especially in a Super Bowl and, and have a game-winning drive or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be you awesome. Do that, so. Yeah, that's a good selection. Because I don't want you to be the only one that's, that I'm trying to humiliate here today, I'll go ahead and humiliate myself by saying that in 1990, I didn't even know the rules of football. And I was already like 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't even have said a football player back then because I didn't even know what was going on. I was busy and, trying. And who would you quantum leap into? Athlete. You pick whoever. In 19- Since you were an athlete back at that time, or after. <laughs> hey, you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I really wasn't. Um, I was a I was a poser, which was the term you gave somebody that wanted to be yeah. a skater but couldn't. I couldn't yeah. skate. I figured you'd go right now for one of the one of the 
bands there, like The Who or something like that. Oh, that's right. I missed that. But I don't think any of my favorite bands were in there, but not that it matters. Where is That'd that? be another one right there I'd jump into. The Who? Well, well any, any of those, any performer, just to be able to jump up on the stage and do something like that, that would be kind of... I did say that. Cool. I said that about Soundgarden in that first episode, that I'd like to play a stadium and left into one of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, I'm so finicky that the act matters to me. Roger Daltrey is one of my favorite frontmen of all time, so the Who would be awesome. But I was and still kind of am a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan. So I'll jump into Paul Simon. You uh, can leap into Jerry Van Dyke and go hang out. With go him. hang out in Danville? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, though, and, and Coach, they, they mentioned Danville and him growing up in Danville almost Every other every other episode. Just, I had no idea. I mean, there's a ton of times he, they reference that. Really? Yes. Wow. So even his character. Yeah. Very neat. I did not know that. In what way do you identify with Al Bundy? <laughs> uh, probably, uh, you know, just hanging out on the couch. Both from the Midwest? Both from the Midwest, yep. Did yeah. you go see any of those movies with anybody? What, what movies were out there? Tremors. Tremors. I want to say I, I watched it. I've seen it. That's with uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon and the, the worms or monsters underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure where I saw it, but yeah. But you have seen. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I we probably went to uh, a drive-in and saw it at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only know a little bit of bits and pieces because drive-in wasn't a place where you went and watched a movie. It's probably a double feature. Probably was. Weren't drive-ins usually double features back yeah, then? Yeah, usually played, played two. How old were you when you went to school? Um, that, that, during that time. So, so, I've been, so there wasn't I, much... I graduated about 27. So there wasn't much of a lapse between when you came back from the Army and when you enrolled in college? No. I got out in 89 and went right back to, to school. So, so when you I went back, when you got back from the Army, it was a four-year stint? Yes. Okay. But just... Graduated in '93. Started teaching. When you started, when you started back at Purdue, were you living at home? I, I was living in Texas. I'd gotten out of the army. I stayed down in Texas, and I was um, living down there. And my mom, dad, wanted me to come back to Indiana, and so to come back to go to school and do all those things. I could have a job and go to school. At the time, I was working for uh, McDonald Douglas, so they they offered me a house. You can live in the house on Oxford Street. And go to Purdue, you can make your money by renting the other two rooms out. That's how you started, like your time at Purdue? Mm-hmm. You started doing that arrangement when you were a freshman? So that's so in early 1990, that's probably uh, yep, where I was you living, were? Living, living on Oxford Street, yep. Okay. Now that you jog my memory, that's what I'm exactly here for. That's exactly what we're doing so, here, man. Um, but yep. What was your hairstyle in 1990? 1990. Um, were you out of the mullet phase? So I still had I still had the longer hair. So that was right out of the army. I had longer hair in the back. What were you driving in 1990? Your freshman year. Yeah, 1990. Well, I had a, a Mitsubishi truck when I got back from the army. Well, actually, I had it when I was in the army, but uh, that was what I was driving. Did you ever get sucked into watching a soap opera? Routine, um, routinely. So in in 90s when I was going to um, going back to Purdue, it was big um, days of our lives. And so every day at one o'clock, I mean, everything shut down and I was not into soap operas, but everyone else was. Did you get sucked into the uh, soap operas? Yes. Did you? I did. Well, not for real long. Was it Days of Our Lives? It was Days, yeah. Did you watch WWF? 
<laughs> no. 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 Why not? Because <laughs> that's not wrestling. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's clearly it's in the name. It's World Wrestling the Federation. World Wrestling Federation. That's right. No. You never I know. never never watched. Never got into that. As a matter of fact, my grandmother wouldn't come watch me wrestle because she thought that that's what wrestling was was you know hitting somebody over the head with a chair or whatever it might be. So. So you your high school wrestling? She didn't come so, watch. She didn't come watch any of it, middle school, high school, any any. Did you wrestle wrestling. four years? I did. And in those four years, you never grabbed a chair and hit somebody with it? No. What is wrong with you? It's, no. You probably had a losing record because of it. <laughs> no, I didn't have a cape. I didn't have a mask. All right, Tom. Well, thanks for coming by. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Maybe we'll see you again. Okay. I'll find out something big that happened in your life later in the 90s, and we'll get you in for that. Week. There you go. All right. Thank you. Yep. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the 90s Week by Week. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on YouTube or follow us on the various audio streaming platforms to be informed whenever we upload new content. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms by going to the90sweekbyweek.com. Until next time.